the fem fem feed the fem feed the fem feed the fem fem feed the fem feed oh hi i get your life Allison Abena here, and I am with one of my awesome, awesome friends, Takla Jones. Can hi. you say hi to my followers? Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here talking with Allison today Yay. and all of you. Yes, it's so exciting to have you here. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Of course, it. anytime, anything for you. Aw, <laughs> take you too. <laughs> okay, so um, who are you? What do you do? Um, well, I'm Takla Jones, mm-hmm. and I am a, an eighth grade teacher for kids with learning disabilities. So I work wow. at a private school um, with kids who have issues with learning and need a little extra help. Nice. So. All right. And who would you say you are? What do people say about your personality, like if they were to, to describe characteristics? Um, I like to think that people think I'm easy to talk to. Um, loyal, uh, and honest. Mm-hmm. I try to be honest. Yes. Oh, no, sometimes. you do that successfully. It can be in <laughs> trouble sometimes, but I do try that. No, 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 it's good. It's good that you're like that. We need more real people in this world and yeah. in this life, so that's very good. Okay, so this is a question. I guess it's going to be like... Um, a ritual thing that we always do because I asked this with Natasha which was my first guest okay um, how did we meet and what was our take on each other so we both answered the question oh, okay mm-hmm. we met in middle school I yes. believe right mm-hmm. at TJ, TJ. Tina <laughs> uh, <laughs> junkyard uh-huh, and yes. um, what was my take on you in middle school you were just you're just always are have been just a fun loving person mm-hmm. you know I just think that you radiate this like great energy that people are drawn to mm-hmm. and I never I always have fun when I'm around you mm-hmm. and I think over time our friendship has developed, developed and evolved yes tremendously but yes. you've always held on to that fun loving person who yes. you just always want to be around oh thank you takey poo <laughs> i call her takey poo by the way so if you hear me say that often that's just my little nickname for her yes. um how we met yes in tj in in middle school i remember you being this tall statuesque she's also very beautiful like i guess all my friends are beautiful <laughs> she's just beautiful once um once you give us your handles, check her out. Um, unfortunately, she is married, but <laughs> definitely check her out. She's a knockout. So <laughs> I would see this this statuesque um, young girl, and you're always very kind to me. Like middle school and high school was difficult at times. You know, I, I yes. think it is for everybody. I think for everybody, mm-hmm. especially being a girl. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and trying to figure things out. But I could always count on whenever I interacted with you and we were more so closer friends after Mm -hmm. school after high school and middle school but 
in high school, in middle school, I remember our conversations always being very kind and very fun. I used to claim your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, your husband. <laughs> I know. It's her husband. And I'm like, we were together. I remember at your... What was Wedding? it? No, Wedding? the bridal no, shower. The bridal shower. Yes. Your mom thought I was serious. Yes. And I was like... You know, it was supposed <laughs> to be me. <laughs> and then your mom stared at me. She's like, wow, I really didn't know yeah. that, you know, you were with Spencer yeah. first. And then like, you looked there and like, no, no she's, she's playing. It's Alice Lamar. <laughs> she's just like, always oh. playing. <laughs> it's never real. So <laughs> um, I remember that memory and, you know, just saying like, yeah, you know, well, we were together first. Yes. You know, because yes. I, I think we were in the dance room when I found out you guys were dating. We were, yes. And I was like, Spencer's mine. Because yeah. I think we had a class together. And yeah. I, I was like, he's for me. Yes. You know, and you were like, oh, okay, well, I'll tell him. I'll yeah. tell him. <laughs> so we always had this cute little back and forth banter, banter about him, which was really fun. It was fun. <laughs> And still is. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Still doing it. <coughs> Married and three kids in, still doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I would like to ask you, how important is family to you? Now that's a... <coughs> excuse me. It's okay. I don't know if difficult is the right word, but it's a different question for me. I think because my family is so different from most families. Mm-hmm. So like my mother is my family. Yes. My, my, you know, blood family. Mm-hmm. And so she means the world to me. Right. The only other family I really have is Spencer and the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, I mean, of course, my sister-in-law, she's always there for us too. Yes, but Ellie, that's my family. Out. And I mm-hmm. feel like they are very, ex- extremely important to me. I mean, I would do anything to support them. Yeah. And if anyone did anything to them, mm-hmm. I would... Do whatever it takes. Absolutely. But then, <laughs> and so it's very important to me, especially going through life and experiencing when, since I have very little family and growing mm-hmm. up, I was an only child, <clears throat> I would always think of my friends as my family. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times they would accept me even with open arms right. and I would become part of them, their family. And I think the only thing with that is I realized that no matter how strongly I love these people mm. or I feel like I'm in their family I'm still not their family. Right. And mm-hmm. so that made me realize how lucky I am, even though I have a very small family, mm-hmm. how lucky I am to have them. Absolutely. So um, yeah. it's very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Like, I also, myself, especially now, like, since dynamics in my own family have changed, like, I'm realizing that it's it's just important to recognize the people in your family that have always been there for yes. you like parents obviously mm-hmm. um and they they're getting older as we get older right. they're getting older so it's just important to keep working on those relationships yes because they can going easily fracture yes easily so, yeah <laughs> yes and then we take for granted that they're here but you know they cannot be here at right. one point so we just have to make sure that we're nurturing them as well. Yes. And maybe there's certain family members that you are close to or no longer close to. And you just kind of prioritize it accordingly. Yes. So that would be how I would say that. And how important is dance in your life or to you? It's extremely important. It's a huge part of my life. And mm-hmm. I feel like I took a lot of it for granted when mm-hmm. I was younger. Uh, because since my mother was a dance teacher and worked at the studio, I mean, I was at the dance studio every single day when right. I was growing up. And I loved it. 
But I don't, I think I took for granted the fact that I was there every day and I was able mm. to do it. I, A, didn't work as hard as I should have. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I, now looking back on it, I wish I had taken it more seriously and really stuck with it. Yeah. You know, after college, I mean, I stopped dancing really like hardcore senior year in the middle of senior year because I decided I wanted to become a teenager right because it Live took over life. my life yeah, yeah it does and I was like <laughs> you know that's when that's when I started like hey Spencer's kind of cute and right. I was like you know maybe I don't need to be dancing every single day let me spend some time at school and so that's when that is and so I mean I still danced a little bit through college but then once I started having the kids it was like I had to stop and right. so but now I look back and like having the girls dance now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I miss this so much. Aww. So that's why, I mean, I like, you know, getting involved with you and seeing, right. working with you with your company and all mm-hmm. of that. Just being at the studio, I feel like, makes my heart feel full again. Yes. Because I miss it so much. And one day I will get back into class. But yes. I am just so like, because I know how hard you have to work. And right. I know what, it entails. what your body needs to be in order mm-hmm. to be. And I have that in my mind and my body is nowhere near that mm-hmm. and so it's I'm holding myself back because I don't want to put myself out there and know it's not going to be as easy as it was when I right. was 16 years old right so but I feel like um a lot of dancers that have trained for for so long and then they leave it for whatever reason school <laughs> relationship family building or like they lost interest and it never goes away. No, that it doesn't. Feeling it may go away for a minute because you feel like you're missing out, and then you explore the world and then you realize like, wait, this is a passion. This is a part of me. It's like and it's such an, an outlet. Yes, it is. It really is. It's like therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like people end up coming back to it or wishing they can come back yes. to it. So like, what would you say to? parents for instance that want to come back to dance but they have those same fears that you have like my body I don't have the time this and that well what I'm saying to myself because Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people (laughs) is just get over it like I have Mm -hmm. to just make the first step right because if I keep worrying about what my body looks like that I'm not going to be as in shape as I was I'm not flexible anymore Mm -hmm. then I'm never going to do it right so I need to just bite the bullet get my ass in class and Mm. call it a day because it's otherwise I'm just going to sit here talking about it and regretting that I haven't done it and the years are going to go by I'm going to get older and then Mm -hmm. it's never going to happen so my advice would be just do it right I have to take my own advice which is easier to say than do Mm -hmm. but that is one of my goals for the new year is to get myself even if I just take a start taking a stretch class Mm -hmm. something because I need to get moving again yes and you I feel like it's just it's that self-care especially as you if you're a parent. I'm not a parent, but I can imagine. I've seen parents. I have friends that are parents, and I see my mother. Yeah. Like, it's it's a fine line to think of, like, okay, I need this for me, but my kids need this, or my family needs this. Right. And you, I find that p- women battle, like, they feel guilty. Like, well, it, that's exactly what it is, mm-hmm. that word guilt. I All the time, anytime, even just to come here. Yeah. Um, it's the guilt. And Spencer doesn't care. He wants me to go out. <laughs> yeah. But I feel so guilty leaving Aww. those kids with him. And, I mean, he's very capable. He's a great right. father. Mm-hmm. But it's just 
the fact that I'm doing something not for them, like, right. how dare I? Right. I, like, <laughs> it's, it's all about them, and right. I need to get over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as women, we all, like you said, need to right. get over that. But it's, it's very hard because then you're, like, almost making yourself vulnerable again because mm-hmm. you're doing something for yourself that you can then fail in. Exactly. And none of us, nobody likes to fail. Yep. I'm a big one. I'm totally scared of failing. Yeah. And I need to just get over it because that guilt is... And then... I feel like I'm always so stressed out because I'm not doing anything for myself. I'm always worrying right. about this mm-hmm. one going here or that one doing that, cleaning the house, getting stuff done, you know, making sure that my marriage is okay mm-hmm. and that the financial thing is okay and everything's okay. And then I never take time to do something that I want to do. And then right. when I do, I feel like I should be doing something else. Yep. It's so true. You really have to make sure that you incorporate self-care like I was um, having the discussion with uh, Natasha in the previous episode that um, you have to be full for yourself and we talked about selfishness like how society has deemed selfishness as a bad thing or a narcissistic thing something that you should never want to aspire to is to be selfish everything is about giving and Mm -hmm. being humble but realistically selfishness is self-care yeah you know if you can't get yourself together you can't help anybody you can't help anybody else it's like you can't give from an empty empty cup you can't and it's so true but it's so hard for women especially to get that mm -hmm. out of their mind that they have that right right and they it's okay to focus on yourself sometimes yeah and make yourself happy it's true and i think that's something that i am finally starting to realize because mm-hmm. I struggled with depression really bad last year Wow! and I feel like it just it's because I didn't want to take care of myself right I was so focused on everybody else and I feel mm-hmm. like so and starting to speak about it talking to women so many women deal with anxiety and depression yeah. and it's like we have to really just come together yeah and start doing for re- ourselves right so that we can then help our family better exactly and this that's one of the major reasons why i wanted to do this podcast was to create a virtual kind of oasis if you will for women to discuss and also listen to other women and relate and feel like they have a place of release mm-hmm. and they have a place of belonging. I think for me, the femme feed is about going back to like ancient times when women got together. Mm-hmm. I believe even in the Jewish culture, I think it's during like their, their menstruation, um, they, they go to like bathhouses or something yeah. like that to cleanse themselves. And I can imagine the conversations that are happening there and the community that's happening there. Right. You know, I've never been, but it's necessary. They preserved that type of um, teaching or or ritual that they do as women that's still current today. Right. Where we've lost those type of things, yeah. you know? Like, our moms didn't tell us about that. No. You know, we're just like thinking like girl talk would happen here and there, but it's like a practice. Mm -hmm. We have to connect with each other because we're magical. I feel like women are magical. When we come together in positive ways. Absolutely. And I think the reason why, too, that it's a negative experience usually with women is that suppressed estrogen and femininity. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to be this, this 
go-getter and all this testosterone rumbling in their body. They have to feel like they're in charge of everything. And that's like not a natural way of being. It's more so subdued and, and you're in tune with all of the magic that happens right. with you as a woman, as your womb is like experiencing these things every month. Like that's magic. Painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Menstruation is painful. Um, but it's magical too. The fact that we're able to do things like that. So this is what this is about. Like I think it's, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And of course I had to have you on there because yeah. I think you're one of the most powerful women that I know oh, in well. life. So thank you. But you're welcome. Working on feeling that way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we all are, but you, you definitely are. Um, getting into the next question. How was it for you getting married at a young age and becoming a mother at a young age? Because when you got married, like, that was something our friend group wasn't even thinking about. And then when you had Ava, (coughs) which is your first child, it was like... So cute, but it it was real life. When yeah. I would go over, it was like, no, this child has to be cared for. Yes. Like we can't just chill. Yeah, no, we can't. You can't. <laughs> we can't just hang out until two o'clock in the morning, right. and talking and screaming exactly. and laughing. And no, no, no more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely. I mean, well, Spencer and I were dating since we were seventeen, so we we've been together mm-hmm. for a while, and I mean we pretty much knew we wanted to get married at a young age. Mm-hmm. And I think we probably would have, if his father hadn't passed away, we probably would have gotten married even younger. Oh, wow. But So we got married when I was 24, mm-hmm. and then we got, had Ava when I was 25. Yeah. So it was hard because we did it all on our own. You know, like we had the wedding because we mm-hmm. felt like that's what we needed to do. Right. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't know how much these things costed until right. we started and we were like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and then getting an apartment, it was just a lot to do at such a young age that we had mm-hmm. no clue yeah. what was going on. We had no <laughs> clue what we were getting ourselves into. Yeah. And, um, and especially with having Ava. I think if we had waited on Ava, maybe... Not that I would want to. I'm very happy with every, how everything played out. Mm-hmm. But um, we weren't prepared for the responsibility, specifically financially, mm. that a kid brought on right. at such a young age, you know? And, I mean, I had a really good job at that point, but Spencer was still figuring himself out. Wow. So it was, I think that added pressure on me to mm-hmm. make sure that we, I could support us. Right. Um, was a lot. And we lost a lot of friends. Yeah. Because we were the mm-hmm. only ones that were married. Right. Then we were the only ones with kids. Mm-hmm. And none of our friends under... Well, they understood. Yeah. You know, you were very understanding. Not everyone else was very right. understanding. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there's things that went on and happened that, I mean, I'll never forget. Because right. I felt like, wow, I'm being punished for having a kid. Right. You know, and like, we lost a lot of friendships and i feel like a lot of friendships were tested through that because Mm -hmm. it was like well what do you mean you can't go out tomorrow at like 12 o'clock in the morning well i have a child now yes (laughs) and i I can't think of just about myself anymore Mm -hmm. and i think that it also showed me who was really there for us right versus who was there for themselves Mm -hmm. preach it preach it um What's interesting is that a lot of those things still haven't changed, mm. even while others start having kids. Wow. And I feel like 
I also will admit I am like an elephant. I will never forget things. Mm. And I do harbor things, which is a bad quality to have <laughs> because I cannot ever get over things. Uh-huh. And, um, but I don't even know if I'm explaining it right. But no, yeah, you it are. Was it's just, coming out it, it was just It was just eye-opening to see that I felt like, I felt like almost like I was being punished by a certain group of friends because wow. I had kids early. Mm-hmm. And then once they started having kids... And my kids were pretty much grown. I mean, now I have Logan. He's little too. But, like, mm-hmm. I was having a little bit more ability to do things. Then they're right. like, oh, well, no. We've got kids. We've got kids now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's just, it was just such a eye-opening experience. Right. Wow. I mean, we're definitely going to get into the <laughs> friendship talk. Um, but we're going to do a little segue just so... We we hit all the marks. That but I, I am happy like that hit. I started young, though. Yeah, I will say that because okay. I think I have more. I they are exhausting, uh-huh. and I can't imagine <laughs> right the age I am now starting. Right. I know at thirty four. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm glad that I'm done. <laughs> right. I mean, that's I think that's the natural courses of things yeah. is to do it young. So and I mean, I, we're still young. Out. Right. But, I mean, they are tiring. Yeah. So I am happy I did that in my 20s. Right. And you have help now, too, when you have kids when you're older. Like my yeah. girlfriend, Natasha, my uh, best friend from Florida, she had a daughter when she, I think she was 19 yeah. when she had her. So now she has a little toddler, my goddaughter, who's three, or turning three. And her older one and can she help. she can help. Yeah. Right? She's like the other mom. Right. So it's like perfect. Um, okay. Let's get into the next segment. Your, can you tell us about your experience being in an interracial relationship as well as having biracial children? Sure. Well, so Spencer and I started dating in high school. Mm-hmm. And we had a similar group of friends. Yeah. And growing up in Teaneck, mm-hmm. in a very diverse area, yeah. I never saw color. I never saw religion. I kind of, if you were nice, I liked you. Right. If you were nasty, I stayed away that's from you. That's the beautiful beauty about Tina. Yeah, too. it was, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, that's changed. Yeah, but, mm-hmm, um, true. It's that, so I never really saw those things. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was never, it never was an issue. And I really never even experienced it myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the majority of my best friends mm-hmm. are either African American or Spanish. Yeah, So um, I never, I never, it was never a thing to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But once Spencer and I started dating, girls that I thought I was friends with all of a sudden turned on me and were like, well, what do you mean you're dating him? You're white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, totally thrown off guard. Yeah. Because I was like, well, what does that have to do with anything? Right. Like, and why does it bother you? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, we, those, a few of those girls, they were all friends with each other also. And Spencer, we were all had the same English class senior mm-hmm. year together. And somehow we got on the topic in class of interracial relationships. Wow. And our teacher was in an interracial relationship. Oh, really? Yes. And so it was very interesting, though, hearing these three girls and how strongly... That was the first time I ever heard I was stealing the few good black men. Oh, wow. And I've heard that very many... other times, times after in your that, life. Yeah. but that was the first time I ever heard it, and I was like, mm-hmm. what? "What does that mean? What does that mean? What do you mean I'm stealing him? Did you want him? Because he never ever he tried to get with him." He was on the him. market. Yeah, <laughs> he was on the market for four years, mm-hmm. and I mean, 
You never right. tried to. He was just Spencey. Yeah, your friend. I know. Right? Now, what did you ever want <laughs> no. to get with him? So right. I don't understand why that's coming here. Mm-hmm. But um, so that like I was like, whoa, this is really like an issue. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Didn't let that bother me. I was like, whatever. These people are ignorant, and I'm not going to let it bother me. Mm-hmm. But then from then on, there has been so many instances where either we go out to a restaurant or we're walking in the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, one time we got in a car accident because these people. These two guys um, were, like, drunk. They got out of the car and wanted to fight us because we were in an interracial relationship. And then the oh cop came God. and blamed us. We got the tickets. Are you they were serious? Drunk. But because we were in an interracial relationship. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. even, I've never known It was that. right outside my apartment. Oh, my God. On State God. Street. Yeah. And um, oh. so, I mean, there's been so many instances of people just, like, hating. Mm-hmm. And I never... I slowly obviously realized what was going on and everything Mm. but i feel like now i'm at a point in my life where there's so much hate in this world there's so much ignorance in this world i have to try and just uplift my children particularly Mm -hmm. and teach them how to overcome that Mm -hmm. um because even ava gets it at school sometimes when she first started school why does your mommy look different from your daddy that's weird and she's like, what are you talking about? Well, your mom is pale and your dad is dark. She's Ugh. like, that's just my mom and dad. Right. Like, that's all I know. And so then now that's she'll come home and she'll be like, now she starts using the white black thing, you know? No. And even Ella came home last week and she's like, um, mommy, why is my skin not white like yours? Oh my God. I'm like, Ella, because everyone, everyone's a different color. That's what right. makes us all beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, try- I'm really trying to educate them on embracing who you are Mm -hmm. and not letting the views of other people get in your head right because you're all beautiful as long as you're a good person Mm -hmm. that's all that matters but it's scary as shit to think that i'm raising biracial children in the state of the country it is now oh my god um and i'm it's so terrifying (laughs) i want to like put them in a bubble and go move to a private island and never come come out of there exactly but so i mean it's definitely been hard Mm -hmm. but we try not to we we definitely don't let it get to us anymore right because i'm not going to change somebody's views exactly if someone thinks that it's a wrong thing that's, their That's your opinion. Mm-hmm. You have not. nothing to do with my life, so I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let it get to me. Right. Um, and I mean, there's been times where we've almost gotten in fights because in the beginning, Spencer could not control his emotions. Really? If someone said something to us, he would oh get in their God. face, and I'm like, you can't be that person. He's such a man. That's, yeah. Too. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he's not. He's not gonna like. I'm like, that's what they expect. You it. can't give them what they mm-hmm. think they're gonna get. Just keep it moving. Yeah. Roll they off have the to. Shoulder. You know, they're not there. Somebody told me when I was dealing with other issues with regarding something else. Mm-hmm. He was like, when that person lays their head down at night, are mm. they thinking about you? No. No. So why not. are you thinking about them? Why are you thinking about all the things that people are saying about you? They're not thinking about you when they're going to bed. Mm-hmm. So you need to let that shit go. That's so true. So it's really that's true. what I try to tell myself whenever that happens. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You're going to forget about me the minute you step left. So let's right. just... Um, and you kind of basically already talked about what you do with your kids being biracial and how you, you handle them. The struggle of having a full size family 
at the age of 34. What is that like for you? Uh, it's... I like it because it keeps me busy. Mm-hmm. But it's a struggle because there's so much to worry about. Mm-hmm. And I think because we started our family so young, we didn't start with the foundation that most people have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we don't have people to... S- not support us. We have a support system, but we don't mm-hmm. have people to, like, help us. If we flounder, we're kind of on our own. We right. don't have anyone to pick us up, you know? So I think for us, the hardest part has been it's all on us. I mean, mm-hmm. we're lucky we have my mother, and she helps, like, right. with babysitting when she can, but she's getting older, so she yeah. can't be taking three kids all the time. Yeah, And um, so it's just trying to manage being a mom, being a wife, Running a household. Mm-hmm. I mean, because those kids, they, you clean something up, you turn your back, and yeah. there's the mess all over it's again. It's like yeah. a tornado yeah. everywhere you go. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, for us, the financial struggle has been real because, mm-hmm. like, we want a house, but we we have three kids under the eight and under. Yeah. And, like, I mean, my and Spencer went back to school, so now, I mean, we're both teachers now, so the salary is different than it right. was. Right, absolutely. So it's just, it's just hard. The other thing that's hard... Is that we're finding a lot of the parents that have kids the same age as us mm-hmm. are way older than us. Oh. So, I mean, a lot of them we've been able to connect with. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like the kids want to have play dates, but it's like we have nothing in common wow. with the parents of the mm-hmm. other kids. Because, like, yeah, we're 34. The parents sometimes are, like, in their late 40s. Wow. Middle to late 40s. And it's like, that's a big... They, they're in a totally different place in right. their life. They are completely established. Mm-hmm. They have no real, like, you know, they're all, everything is set up. Right. It's not like they're struggling to get something. Mm-hmm. Like, we're really trying to get all our shit together so we can get a house. Yeah. They already have that. Right. So it's just a different... They can go on vacation whenever they want. They can mm-hmm. put their kids in all 10,000 activities because it's not a deal issue with them. Right. Whereas for us, it's like if the kids all want to do something, we have to really plan and say, can mm-hmm. we do this? Let me see if I can volunteer to get right. you to do this. Let me see if I can do this. So it's a lot harder to fit into that mm-hmm. mold, I guess you would say, of like a family of five. Right. Um, you know, like we don't go on vacations. It's, yeah. it's we're just trying to like get through and get by as mm-hmm. much as we can right um but at the same time i like it because we are so young mm-hmm. we can really do things with our kids you yes, know like exactly. they are wired <laughs> full of energy like running all over the place and we can still keep up with them right exactly. so for that i'm grateful mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh that's awesome this is like also learning for me too because obviously i don't have a full family i don't have any kids right now yeah um i have a husband but that's another podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or three right or three or four you know um the struggle's real so <laughs> how important is your mother to you oh she's very important because she's the only person i've ever had mm. you know um, my father left when i was a baby mm. so and I've seen her struggle so much to just keep us afloat and do, right. for me, everything. Um, so she means the world to me. And I mean, mm. I feel like from her, I've learned so much on how to be an independent mm. woman. Right. Like, 
she never relied on anybody. She did what she had to do to make sure that we were surviving. Right. And I, she always told me, don't ever rely on a man to do anything for you. You always wow. make sure you can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's been in me since I was little, like, knock on wood. I've mm-hmm. never had a time where I didn't have a job. If I was miserable at a job, I was like, well, I got to get the heck out of here. But right. I need to find a job first. Right. And I feel like she instilled such a good work ethic in me. Nice. Um, and... I mean, I just, I mean, I love her to death. I don't know what I would do without her. She is, like, the only person I can always count on. She will always be there for me. Right. You know, and, I mean, we fight like cats and dogs. (laughs) It's better now that I don't live there. But Mm -hmm. when I was in high school, we had our moments for sure. Uh, (laughs) All that that uh, female energy. Yeah, it was a lot. "Ah!" I definitely got my temper from her. But, but yeah, no. I mean, I don't know what I would do without her. Aww. I really don't. I'm like, you can never go anywhere. Right. I know. My, same <laughs> and that's the thing scary part. Mom. You know, because yeah. they're getting older. They are. It's and it so terrifies scary. me. Yeah. It's so scary. Terrifies it's me. like, wait, the comfortability of what I know is not fully stable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and there's m- me and my mom, for example, like we, we butt heads a lot and when I think about her, I just think about how awesome of a woman she is. But whenever I react, um, interact, excuse me, with her, it's hard for me to like get a nice little flow yes. and able to talk to her and tell her how much I adore her and appreciate her. It's just always something. Something hits me or something annoying. Yes, yes, I feel and, the same way. Yeah, and I'm just like, ah. Oh. And then after it's done, I'm like oh shit I didn't make her feel good yeah. and like this is not my intent yeah. like why why did this happen right. you know so it's it's a hard dynamic but it I is. do love her and I owe her for my life and even yeah. just my current existence like she's helped with so many things yeah. and she's full of wisdom our mom's like yeah. they just know things you know yep. and and I don't know if it's like this with you but for me I don't know why, but I have such trouble being vulnerable with my mother. Mm. And I don't know why. I think it's because I feel like I have to be strong for her. So she thinks mm. I have my stuff together. Right. But it's like, same thing. We'll have a conversation. And for some reason, something will trigger me and I'll just get so yes. annoyed with her. And I'm like, yes. oh, <laughs> girl. And it makes me so mad. And then I get, I, I catch an attitude with her. And yes, then she catches an attitude with me. And then we'll go a few days and we won't speak because we're both Italian stubborn. Right. And it's like, she's like, well, you didn't apologize. You could have just apologized. And I'm like, well, you could have apologized. Yeah. And so, and it's bad, but it's like, I just feel like it's like, then it's like, I want, I feel so guilty afterwards. Cause I'm like, I don't ever want to make you feel like that. Right. But I don't know how to like, I don't ever want to see her see me cry, mm. you know? And I don't ever want her to see me weak. Oh. And I don't know why. I don't know what my problem. I don't want anyone to ever see me right. like that. Right. Yeah. And that's bad. Yeah. You because then be when vulnerable. it explodes, I do that ugly cry, and then I like get <laughs> mad, and I'm like, get the hell away from me. <laughs> right. It's like I can't take you. Yeah. But no, it's it's kind of similar. Like, I I will have maybe it is a vulnerability thing because I I just I normally just feel attacked by yes. her. Like, I'll come in and I have good intentions and something is said and then I'm just like, Ugh. this is why, yeah. you know, and then I have to clap back. Because yeah. <laughs> like, it almost makes back. you feel like you're never good enough. Like, right. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. like, you don't accept me for who I am. Yeah. And I know intuitively that's not the case. Right. It's just like over parenting and I'm probably 
probably you're able to understand even more so because you're a parent mm-hmm. like sometimes it will just come out I'm assuming yes like, you just want a mother 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 and it's just like wait wait this is a full-on adult yeah you know like relax and fall back yeah you know and it's just like let me be who I am right you know accept me for who I am let me just, fall just be there to catch right me. exactly so yeah that, yeah. that was nice yeah that was it was good to to connect on that because I, I I thought I was all alone no no <laughs> not at all <laughs> um what are your creative dreams and goals this is something specific that I wanted to ask you because us being friends, I I can sense and feel that you haven't tapped into that yet. Yeah. And that could be part of or stem from the guilt of not doing for the family. And yeah. you just don't have time for those aspirations. But what would those things be for you? You know what? That's a good question that I honestly, I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason I have no idea is because I won't even let myself think it. Mm. because I feel like I don't have we're not established and set up for our life yet Mm -hmm. where I feel like we're stable for me to even be able to think that way wow I feel like there's so much more that we have to do as a family Mm -hmm. that I have to do to make sure everything's okay Mm -hmm. before I can even think about what I would want to do wow which is kind of sad it is but I like I I think like and Spencer will ask me sometimes. Well, if you could, if we won the lottery tomorrow and you never had to work again, what would you want to do? And it's like I mean, there's things I want to do, but I don't know what my goal would be. Right. You know. I mean, I love like dance. Mm-hmm. I would definitely want to get back into that. I love like makeup artistry. You know, I feel like yeah, that would be such an awesome thing that. to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love any kind of the arts. I mean, Spencer and I, our goal together, which of course I'm defaulting from the question because it should be about <laughs> me and I'm making it about us. We've always wanted to s- create a creative arts center. Nice. So that's been our dream. We've wanted to build it forever. Like that old wow. Rota Center on Teaneck Road. Yes. We want to yes. buy that place and like have it be like all music, dance, theater. Wow. Like, um, what do you call the painting? Art? Fine arts? Yes, fine arts. Um, mm-hmm. Just a center where you can always have like shows going on and like um, programs and classes. And we would Mm -hmm. love to have it be free for everybody because the arts are not that cheap to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that would be one of our big goals as Mm -hmm. like a family. Right. But for me personally, I don't know. Wow. Well, I mean, I know you've had the passion for makeup. Yeah. And you've just been really good at it. Even when we were younger and I wasn't even good at it. I learned off of YouTube. YouTube is like the best. But <laughs> that's right. <where> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Tutorials. That's when I wouldn't go to sleep. Oh, we wow. We watch tutorials all just, the time. I know. Just like insomnia, yeah. like eyes wide. Like, <sighs> yeah. but I would, I would maybe tap into that because I think. If you were to go to cosmetology school and learn all that stuff, I think it would just catapult you into a whole plethora of creative ideas and and abilities that you have that you haven't been able to really exercise. Right. So I don't know. I kind of see that for you. When you said that, like a light. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just like. That well, that is what I say it. whenever anybody asks me. If you never had to, like, if you won the lottery, you never had to work. I would always say, 
I would want to be a makeup artist. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe you should do it. Yeah. I looked into it. You did? When I was still working at Coach, I looked into mm. it. Um, but it was it was all nights, and I had the kids. So it's like right. I'd be working during the day and then going to school. I'd never see them. Yeah. So it was just not feasible. But I did find out a friend, a girl I used to work with mm-hmm. when I worked at the store, mm-hmm. um, she actually just got her... Um, license or whatever you call it for makeup artistry or certificate maybe Mm -hmm. and she did it all online she said it was a lot of skyping and then she would like do it on herself and send photos so i was like i gotta look into that yeah Um, you could definitely do that yeah even when the kids are sleeping right maybe take an hour or two and do that yeah i think you should look into it i think that that's a future for you i'm just getting that feeling just spitting it out as i feel it (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's get back to the friendship conversation How important, I know, right? How important are friendships to you? And have you had any bad, toxic friendships that you had to let go? It's a loaded question. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, (laughs) So, well, friendship is very important to me because, like I said before, I consider my friends my family. Mm -hmm. And, like, I will always be there for you. Right. No matter what. With that being said, (laughs) um, I feel like I put myself out there a lot for people and it's not always reciprocated. Mm. Or it is for a time, but then, you know, um, things happen in their life and they move on, which I completely understand. Yeah, things Um, happen. Yeah, and I mean, I'm the worst person to answer a text message. I'll I'll hit you back a month I know, I'm like, (laughs) did you see it? I'm like, does she hate me? Like, what's going on? So my phone is my... (laughs) babysitters so when I get home (laughs) the kids take my phone and they know how to dismiss my text messages or they'll read them and then I'm like then I don't know until I'm holding the phone and somebody texts me back 10 months later and I'm like oh crap I never saw your message (laughs) Um, or I'm like oh I'll respond later and then I totally forget right so that's not intentional Mm -hmm. I mean maybe sometimes it is but not for you (laughs) (laughs) that's good to know (laughs) um but I you know, I think, I, I, you know, honestly, I sometimes, Spencer and I have this conversation all the time. I'm mm. like, I think I'm a horrible friend. What do you mean? Because I feel like I have so many friendships that I think are really good, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, they're disasters. Mm. Like, it just completely dissolves. Right. You know, and I don't understand. Like, I'll be there for somebody. I'll go to their house. You know, I'll bring them food. I'll do whatever. I'm wow. always there. Get help them get through something. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm going through some something, nobody ever Nobody's checks on around. me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, damn. Like, what yeah. did I do? I think it's the light. I've talked about. I think I talked about this with Natasha. But there are certain people in life, uh-huh. like, and I, I know this for a fact because my mom gave me confirmation. My mother loves you, and mm-hmm. she's like, <laughs> you're one of the friends that. She just, she sees who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, moms just know things. They know yeah. who the bad friends are. They know who the yes. good friends are, right? And they definitely hold on to those thoughts They forever. do forever. My mother still remembers this girl in sixth grade who did me dirty. And she's like, I will never like that girl. Yeah, it's true. Like, it's like, wait, she's a grown adult yeah. now. She's probably a full different yeah. person. But, like, she gave me confirmation on this. And... You just have something about you, your realness, mm-hmm. your authenticness. Like, you know what you're getting when you deal with you. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of fake people in life, mm-hmm. so they can't handle all of that. Yeah. And I think there's just something about you 
and I, I, I feel like I have not suffer from this, but I also am, am a, a person that holds this, this same feeling, um, or same thing about them. It's a light. And when you have this light, we'll call it the glow, right? Okay. When you have the glow, either there's people out there that will want to skin you and eat you alive. They'll want to take advantage of you and manipulate you. And they might want to use you. But it's always for their own intent mm -hmm. you know there's there's this uh, i'm gonna send you the link and you guys can look it up too td jakes has this um sermon on friendships and he, he describes three types of friends if i'm remembering correctly it's like constituents um confidants and um i forgot the other one but it's powerful okay. he basically breaks down friendship and there's friends in life that you have that are just there for a season there's friends there that you guys have a common goal and if you have that common goal once that goal is achieved you're you done. know you're done they're like kind of like scaffolding mm -hmm. he describes that so like you know the scaffolding is there to collect all the the particles that may come down but once the job is done it's there's no down. need yeah there's no need for the yeah. scaffolding and then you have your I think it's concubines or something. But any, I think that's <laughs> like the other one. Thing. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But look it up, guys. Okay. <laughs> and you have those particular friends that are your ride or die. They're there for you because they're there for you. Yeah. And everything you're into, they're into it because they're about you. And yeah. it's authentic. And for me, I get lost in the leeches a lot. Yes, you know, me like, too. and it's more so like a discernment, like a picking. We're mm -hmm. not picking the right people. Yeah, and they sought, they seek us out. Mm -hmm. You know, like they'll attach themselves, and then we nurture it, not knowing that it's like a blood sucking right. vulture. You know, yeah. and like <laughs> it's gonna go eventually, right. and all that stock and all that energy that we put into that particular friendship or other friendships is really not supposed to be there for the long haul. Yeah. So it's more so like protecting your magic, knowing that there's there's a lot of like observation that we have to do. You know, once we meet a person, there's a lot of like, I need to be still and look to mm -hmm. see if this is the right person for my circle. Right. Like what I tend to do, I jump all the way in. Yeah, you know, me too. if I feel like you're a good person, good vibe, I'm jumping in and I'm getting myself hurt time and time again and I'm getting abused and I'm still letting it rock. Yeah. And then after I'm letting it rock, all of a sudden it's a big disaster and either I'm left alone, that's happened to me before. You you know my mm -hmm. story. Yep. You know, like I'll just be and this ha has happened to me twice one in, once in high school and once out of high school where a group of friends just left me alone and I was like trash yeah you know I was discarded and it was it was meant to be because I needed that time of solitude I didn't know what solitude was and the practice of solitude and self-care so it forced me to rely on myself befriend myself and realize who the hell I was right you know because all of those people that were in my life at that time were sucking me dry of my mm -hmm. energy because I'm the funny one yeah. or I'm a good time and never know, actually yeah. wanted to find out about who you were exactly right it's just like oh let's bring her along because she's sociable and I'm not social yeah. because I could just 
piggyback off of exactly. her and then get to know people. Yeah. You know, they always had their own hidden agendas where I was just being authentic and being their friends. So when I was discarded, I was like, there's a reason. And anyone that loves you will never treat you this way. Yeah. You know, it's just not possible. You can be as mad as you want, but you don't leave somebody like yeah. that and then try to come back. That's that's the other thing. Like try to come back when it's convenient for you. You're showing your snake like value. Yes. Well, and see, that's my problem. And I feel like cuz we've had this conversation personally mm-hmm. a lot a lot and I feel like there's so many times when I I'm always worried about hurting people's feelings. Yes. Which I don't know too. why because I feel like people are not worried about hurting my feelings. People pleasing syndrome. Yes. I have that. And <laughs> I mean, I always want to make sure everyone's included. Mm-hmm. I always want to make And so when I feel like that's be- deliberately being done to me mm-hmm. where I'm being excluded from things or, you know, I feel like being made a fool of almost. Like yep. I'm like just like, like you said, like trash. Like you mm-hmm. can just come and throw me out whenever you want, but then expect me to always be there for you right. when you need me. Mm-hmm. I forget where I was going with this, but yeah, I just, what were we talking about? You were, t- I think you were, because you were piggybacking off of the coming back. Oh, the coming back, mm-hmm. yes. And that they think that they can just walk into your life, and then almost, I feel like sometimes then they try to make it like your fault. Mm-hmm. It's like your fault that you had mm-hmm. a falling out. And it's like, but I'm done now. Right. And see, that's my problem. When I feel like I'm, like I was done. Mm-hmm. And then it's so hard for me to not let the person back in because right. I always have love for my friends mm-hmm. and I always do want to be there for them. Right. Even though they treat me like crap mm-hmm. and they never have shown me that in the reciprocation, like, you know, it's not a two way street. Right. But I just feel the guilt like, oh, yeah, like I don't want anybody to be hurt. Yes. Like how I've been hurt. Mm hmm. And I need to get over that because yes. I think it's um, it's it it eats me. And that's, mm-hmm. and I was having this conversation with my neighbor, and that's when he told me, when you go home at night and you think about this all night, do you think they're putting their head on their yeah. pillow and thinking about you? No, because no. they think you're always going to be there. Exactly. They expect you to always be there. They think they can do whatever they want to you and mm-hmm. turn around, and you're still going to be there. Yep. And I need to get it through my head that I deserve more than that. Yep. It's all about self-worth. That's what it boils down to because whatever the lack was, it probably stems from childhood. You yeah. know, like your dad not being there, my mm-hmm. dad not being there, feeling like we have to be the ones that are likable or be the ones that are always on top of making everyone happy mm-hmm. and all this stuff just to get accepted, to not be left alone. And it's for the wrong people. Mm-hmm. So we end up getting what we've always gotten. And it becomes a psychosis thing. And we're addicted to that feeling of like the back and forth. And it feels good now. Let me, let me, let me go back. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It's like we have to cut the cancer out. Yeah. And that's what I had to learn to do. That solitude, when those particular friends did that to me, it was one of the best things that happened in my life. I even forced myself. I have a really awesome best friend in Florida, and we used to talk often on the phone. There'd be times I wouldn't even pick up her phone calls. Like, that time of the ostracization, I will call it, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't even pick up, and I'd be in so much pain. 
Because I just would want to talk about it. Yeah. I would just want to, like, dissect it with somebody. But I was like, no, you need to be in this and be with yourself. Yeah. And it was incredible. Well, I feel like you came out of that a totally different person. Yes. Yes. Because I was under the juice. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know I was being manipulated. At, At one point, I think... It caused a rift with us. It did. And it was, that was the eye-opening point for me. And that's Mm -hmm. when I started to think differently. Because it's like, well, wait a minute. Why are Allison and I never, (laughs) not talking? Because I don't have a problem with her. But then it's like, but I was being told she had a problem with me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, what did I do? Right. I didn't do anything. She and I were fine. Mm -hmm. But what I was being told was completely different from what happened. So I think once we got together and talked, it was like eye-opening. Like, wow. It was like manipulation. Yeah. (laughs) All around me. Yeah. What is this? No. And I was, because I was shut out and because we didn't have any communication, I didn't have communication with anybody. Mm -hmm. And part of that was purposeful for myself, like with my friend that had nothing to do with anything. And part of that was the ostracization. Yeah. And um, I felt like, you know, what I remember when I finally reached out because I was ready to come back into the world. And I was like, let's go to dinner or brunch. We ended up going to brunch and you were like, fully pregnant with your second child. <laughs> I was just like, oh, there's a baby in there. <laughs> and I was like, I missed a lot. Yeah. Darn. Like, damn it. Um, and I was so scared because I'm like, I know these group of girls hate me. Right. You know, so it was like the unknown. Like, And I know, I've known you for so long. I know you're very real. Yeah. So I knew like, you were the first one I wanted to speak to because I knew I would know exactly where I would be. Yeah. And prior to that point, I tried to reach out to someone that wasn't part of our group, but was like an additive, an adjunct or whatever. And she totally slayed me. Slayed really? me. Yes. Like, you know, I thought I was going out with a... Um, to dinner with you know someone kind of removed involved but removed and I, I'll never forget it these were the words that were said to me and it was like well you're you're not actually somebody I would pick as a friend what? I just don't like you know how you are how you you know how you move and I was like it was left field I was like yes and I was like what you know, and I thought that particular person would be great for my new yeah. frame of, of mind that I was in, like opened, and I thought she was super cool and all that stuff. And no. then when that was said to me, I was like, "It's." it kind of goes back to childhood too, when I was in high school and all these teachers, like I was telling my, um, telling Natasha, these teachers were telling me I was worthless and I wasn't good enough. And trying to convince me of something that I did not feel. Yeah. Right? So, like, when she said that, I'm like, am I am I this awful person? Like, that this person that has nothing to do with the situation is, no. is like... It's just that they were all drinking out of the same really strong Kool-Aid. Right. Very strong yeah. vodka. So, I remember that situation. So, when I met with you, I was like... This might be a double dose because she's going to let me, she's going to read me my rights. You mm-hmm. would let me know. Yeah. So when we met and it was the total opposite, 
I was like, we've been bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were. It was crazy. I'm like, all this time where I felt alone, it wasn't even necessary. You it was know? a wasted time. Wasted time. Mm-hmm. You know, wasted in one way. But not because I, I was able to find myself. Well, yeah, you myself. did all the self-reflection. Yeah, right. But. but just the feeling of feeling alone like that was not necessary. No. You know? Which not was, at all. Which was crazy. But it's just scary to see how manipulative people can be. Yes. When you have such good intentions at yes. heart. And you never <laughs> want... Like, that's not at all. And what happened was such a effed up situation mm-hmm. to begin with. Like, what started it. Right. So it's like... It just doesn't make any sense. It really right. does, like, make you open your eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, there is some snake people out there, and we got to watch our backs. Mm-hmm. That is for <laughs> so sure. So it was definitely a learning lesson for me, but everything is all forgiven. I forgive all those people, and, you know, I, I wish them luck, and I embrace them in, in wherever they are in their their conscious spirit and mind. Um but it was just something that we had to go through. <laughs> but, you know, I do. Because we, so we got to let it go. We got to let it go. It happened. And it's a lesson. And as like one of my posts that I put, like, I I think this is not verbatim. I have to check it. If you guys go on my own personal page, Allison's Wonderland with two Ds, it was like I stretch my pain out on the ground and I use it to help navigate my my future and mm-hmm. my legacy so it's just one of those things like another notch to add on to the quilt of like instructional lessons yeah. for people for myself and for stay away from this yeah shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like bye felicia <laughs> okay so we're getting to the last questions um so two two three two or three more um, have you become the woman you've always hoped to be at this age? Um, I think I'm, no, mm. because I don't think I'm any, you know, when you're like younger and you think, oh, 34 sounds like an ancient person yes. when you're 14 or whatever. Girl. So, um, I always assumed I'd have that big, huge house. I'd have this big, mm-hmm. awesome career. And I mean... I think I'm proud of the things I've accomplished because I did always want to have a career. Right. And I felt like I got that quickly, you know. And when mm-hmm. I got my job at Coach, I kept getting promoted. And I always wanted my own office. And I got my own office. And right. I had people working for me. And so that I did accomplish that in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. you know. And I have kids. I always wanted a big family. So I have three kids. I'm not having any more. <gasps> but... Um, so I, in that aspect, yes, I have like a loving relationship, mm-hmm. you know, I'm married. Um, in that sense, yes, but I did always expect that I would have, wouldn't be struggling with things as much as I am, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, all my friends would be like, we would all be hanging out all the time and, mm-hmm. you know, having these parties here and there and, you know, life would be fabulous all the time. There would be no struggle and that is obviously not the case right? at all. So, I mean, in that aspect, no. But I am proud of what I have, like my family. Right. I am ha- proud of that. So, in that aspect, yes. So, you're proud, but you're not where you thought you no. would be. No. Okay. Mm-mm. That's awesome. Okay. A message to your daughters. 
what words would you leave them with in their lives or in life period um i think the biggest thing is to believe in themselves Mm. and not to let the actions and words of others determine where they go Mm. in life and if they really want to do something they need to just do it yeah don't hold back from it and do it with a hundred percent of you oh not if you're gonna do something do it all the way right you know that's awesome (laughs) even ella ella bella and this is something i ask all of my guests what would you tell your 14 year old self not to dwell on all of my insecurities don't Mm. let those insecurities hold me back because i definitely let my insecurities hold me back oh yeah we feel like we all did yeah (laughs) very rare few of us probably did but uh what's your favorite color (laughs) well black (laughs) that's what natasha oh really I know it's not technically color, but black is my favorite color. <laughs> Have you become the woman you always wanted to be? Well, no, not yet. Yeah. Well, we kind of asked that yeah. question already, but you. I'm you working on it. it. Yeah, working, working on, on it. it. What advice would you give other women? Um, the other women that are listening to this podcast. What I would guess. You be true to yourself, mm-hmm. and. Don't let the opinions of others cloud your goals or dreams mm-hmm. or ideas. You know, be who you want to be. Right. And don't don't get mixed up in all the nonsense that life can lead you on. And don't feel guilty mm-hmm. about wanting things for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I need to live by that myself. But, <laughs> yeah. Do what no, you want to awesome. do, what makes you happy. And... If you can fill your own cup, then you'll be able to fill those around you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Well, it is a wrap. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so nice. Yes, thank you. I'm I'm so excited. And I just honor you as a phenomenal woman. And thank you for this space and time. I'm bowing at We're bowing at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If people wanted to get a hold of you or just see you and your beautiful family, uh, where could they find you? Um, I am on Instagram at uh, takela319. That's Mm -hmm. T-H-E-C-L-A. And then numbers 319. I do have a private account because I'm a teacher. So, mm-hmm. But um, if you like message me and say, hey, I was listening to you on Allison's show, yeah. then I'll totally add you. Awesome. No problem. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments. It really helps us to get our content more refined and I find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say. It really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level. So for all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review. I'm going to close this episode with one of my words. 
We discover our strength when we review our stories. Thank you.